and welcome to Backing Paper, episode number 80! Um, if Aid was here, he'd be able to think about something clever that 80 was relating to, but I can't think of anything. But maybe, maybe my super special co-host for this evening can, because for the first time making her Backing Paper debut, it's the wonderful Claire Marie Bailey. Claire, welcome to Backing Paper! Yeah, good evening, Graham. I'm really excited to be here, my first Backing Paper ever. <laughs> well, what a treat. Um, can you think of anything that 80 is relevant to? Um... <laughs> it's the speed that I mostly go on my motorbike that I definitely shouldn't. Ah, <laughs> uh, eighty. Oh, one of my favourite Cronenberg films. Um, I, th- I think was made in um, uh, nineteen eighty. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm just waffling on. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough nice. for me. What film? Uh, what film was it? Um. Oh gosh, it's gone from me. Um, <laughs> one of your most favourite films. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it. Um, I watched it over Christmas again. Um, <laughs> oh, nothing says Walken. Christmas oh, like Cronenberg. It'll come back to me. Yeah, I did have a Christmas. I did have a Cronenberg Christmas um, with Christopher Walken, um, <laughs> and I can tell you tell you his character. His character is Johnny, um, and it's just completely gone from my brain now. Just because you've asked me, it'll come back. Come back to me. You know, this but one... I know it's made in nineteen. It was nineteen eighty, um, and. Um, yeah, it'll come back to you. This would probably horrify. I'm not sure I've ever watched a Cronenberg film. What films has he done? Like, what's the most middle of the road stuff? That... Oh, he he hasn't. Um, he, what's his most? He's done so many good films. I mean, Videodrome is one. Nope. Scanners. Um, nope. he did. Um, a, oh, what's the, all the titles are going from me? Um, the one about um, thinking of violence. Um, oh, see, they'll they'll come to me later in the show, Graham. <laughs> you can um, that was more randomly. of yeah, more of his um, his more recent work. Um, but I can't believe that I've, I've drawn a blank on uh, on <laughs> my fa- one of my favourite films. Can you believe it? Um, with the character Johnny, um, I like <laughs> I like um, Cronenberg, but yeah, nineteen eighty. If there's any consolation, at least we can't hear all the listeners who are yelling loudly at their phones at the moment the name of the film, who definitely do know, uh, because that's definitely what will be happening now. Um, Has he done any, like, what's his most mainstream film? Oh, oh, the one I was thinking, I don't know if you could call any of his films mainstream. Um, History of Violence, that's the one, it's not my favourite one, but that's another really good one, Um, with, um, what's his name, Virgo Mortizan's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not. That's maybe not as weird as, I, 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 as, as things like Videodrome um, uh, uh, and others. But gosh, it's gonna it's gonna really um, bug me now. I have to say, um, I did really. Uh, that is the most delightful um, pronunciation of Vigo Mortensen's name I've ever heard. Virgo, <laughs> Virgo Mortensen. <laughs> I, I, I'm always pronouncing things wrong. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I've got to get this. I've got to. Um, you Google yeah. it. I, thought, <laughs> I know I've got you otherwise. It's going to kill me, but I've got nothing around me to Google and um, everything's um, on silent. That's the problem. Well, listeners, just yell super loudly and we'll hear if you yell. If, and to give you an idea, the volume you need to get to is the volume that the people walking past you <laughs> look and, and start giving you sort of uh, concerned glances um claire other than forgetting the names of your allegedly favorite films what have you been up to this week 
Um, oh, well, I'm really pleased, delighted to tell you, Graham, that I actually completed my challenge. <laughs> yeah, I, I did my groceries challenge this weekend, so I was really pleased. And I was actually literally jumping for joy on Sunday. Um, I did a lot of it indoors because mm -hmm. the weather um, has been true to here and it wasn't very good. But on Sunday, there was a window of um, sunshine. So I've completed. Um, I've managed two I did two roles um so I'm just waiting to get them uh developed awesome and uh looking forward to that um yeah so that'll be good oh the dead zone it's the dead zone ah uh, the dead yeah zone. it's no, come I back to me see I knew it no the dead zone yeah um can you believe it embarrassing I love that film yeah Christopher Walken the dead zone really good okay I'll take um, your word for it I'll take the dead zone yeah there's a few um the brood have you seen the brood that's nope. another one no no <laughs> um I think it sounds like I haven't seen any Cronenberg films which doesn't surprise me his his death is um always been a bit on the edge case of like oh I mean I might check it out at some point um I'm the glad to hear you've got your cheap shot. Yeah, I was really pleased. I was starting to panic, thinking, oh, I'm not going to get it completed, but I have. <laughs> yeah, I've got some time off coming uh, end of this week, and I'll be getting mine done. Because <laughs> so, I like to leave mine to the last minute, just to oh. really... I work best under pressure. I was uh, going to say you like pressure, Graham. <laughs> yeah, I like the pressure of knowing I'm already too late in doing something. Oh. Um, well, that sounds great. I'm glad you got yours done. And you shot yours with your Holger, didn't you? Um, I well in the end I well it was interesting I used my yeah well Diana camera I used oh, Diana, in sorry. the end but you know it was odd because it I hadn't used it for a while and um, I was like how do I get the back I struggled to get the back off my camera then when I was like winding the film on it was quite tight you know it was mm -hmm. a while um, yeah and I had some I didn't realize I had some I hope it works. Some expired Suspiria. I'm getting a superior film as well. So, I'm, um, so we'll see. See how they 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 come out. That sounds awesome. I yeah. um, I mean, Diana cameras are, you know, <laughs> there's a reason why they're such a perfect fit for the cheap shots challenge. Yeah. Because they are uh, crap. I mean, I think it's <laughs> it's really hard to describe them in any other fair and balanced way. Other, than, they are a bit crap. Well, I like. See, I really like them. Um, I really yes, like Diana Cameron. Have you have a look at um, Nancy? Re have you seen Nancy Rex Rex Roths? I'm going to pronounce everything wrong today. <laughs> Nancy Rex Roths' work. Have you seen her work? I have. She's from. She did a series of work, and I think it's called Idaho. She's American, mm -hmm. and she shot it all on. I think she shot the whole lot on a Diana camera, Holger stroke Diana. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's just. To me, it's 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 what you can achieve. It's it's beautiful work. Oh, I no, really like I it. And then there's a, you. and then there's another famous photographer. And I'm having a blank tonight. His name will come later, maybe. Um, and he did a lot of um, high uh, fashion fashion photography, and he shot for Vogue and things like that in the 70s. And he, I remember reading an article with him. Um, and in fact, I think he was around the Andy Warhol scene as well. Um, and he said that one of his favourite cameras was the Diana camera, but he said that um, it's a bit crap. You no, he he loved it, <laughs> but he said um, you know people won't take it seriously. So he was saying that when he was doing some of his shoots, um, his uh, paid for you know Vogue shoots or whatever, um, he would turn up um, with all you know his uh, the camera that was expected of him. All is it you know his his gear and his tripods, but he said he'd bring his Diana camera because he said if he turned up to a professional shoot 
something like Vogue with a with a Diana camera, you know, he'd he, he'd just be laughed at. But he said that one shoot, he did a whole, he he did um, a series of images on the Diana camera, and when he submitted the images. Um, that he'd done with all the cameras, the ones they went for for one shoot was what he'd shot on the Diana camera. <laughs> yeah. So it's got potential. Oh, no, absolutely. I, I, I suppose it suits. <laughs> you know, I mean, actually, I know that people can make amazing work. And people can make amazing work with anything. Um, but that doesn't change the fact that, that like, just on a, on a purely qualitative level in terms of its, its um, quality, it is a bit crap, but no, I completely un- believe and, <laughs> and know that it can make amazing, amazing pictures um, in the in the right hands and used in the right way. It's you know, like I said, any tool can do great stuff mm-hmm. if it's put in hands. It's mm-hmm. because it's not about the tool; it's about the person wielding it. Um, but yeah, but still, a bit crap. <laughs> You're not converted. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I the closest I've got is I have got. Um, a debonair camera, um, not one of the mm. FPP's debonairs. This was another uh, debonair camera, which was a clone of the Diana, um, of the original Diana, not the sort of the mm. more recent ones. Yeah, um, yeah. And that is a lot of crap, and that's admittedly probably coloured my um, feelings on it quite a lot. Um, but um, nonetheless, I know the Dianas are what they are. Like I said, if you can make good work with them and have fun with them, then that's all that matters. You know, I, I feel the same way to a certain extent about you know all the plastic cameras because they are just they, there's a reason they're called toy cameras it's because that's what they uh, are you know but um that doesn't mean you can't make amazing work with them at all mm-hmm. um yeah. speaking of uh cheap shots challenges which is where we started with this the fact that you've got yours finished and i've nearly got mine yeah. started um we've got some great emails this week uh, many of which are about people who are doing far better with their cheap swatch challenge and let's face it either one of us claire because they've got those done and shared um yeah so should we delve into these emails yeah let's do that all right so this first one is from our good friend jm golding who writes in hi sunbeams here are my entries for the groceries cheap shots challenge I didn't make an audio recording, so I'm afraid I've written an extra long email to make up for it. Please feel free to edit it as you see fit. It's all good. It's all good. Not edit any of it. Uh, the first photo is titled Cookies of the Apocalypse. Oh. That's what we call these cookies at my house. Very early in the period of sheltering in place, it became apparent that it would be important to keep comfort foods in stock at home. And these were first on the list. I chose this photo, among several images I made of them, because I think it conveys the anxiety that made them <laughs> cookies of the apocalypse to begin with. Um, so you can see these pictures, can't you, Claire? So this is, I can, yeah. Um, so Jem uh, works with a Holger um, and um, for, for most of her work, but especially for her Cheap Shots Challenge work. Um, this is a, a pretty cool multiple exposure panorama yeah there's a lot going on here isn't there it's it's um actually got a bit of a warhol feel about it mm. yeah do you know what you, yeah 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 absolutely with the, with the multiples of the of the of the chocolate the chocolate chips <laughs> yeah cookies so i mean what, yeah, no, what i like it looking at is so it's um an image of these this box of chocolate chip cookies of the apocalypse um and it's multiple images but it's mm. also blended into frames together so you kind of got it's almost in three sections of double exposures isn't it i, I suppose yeah. but, but they run together and it gives it quite a um I, I like the fact that she's saying it, it 
conveys the anxiety because it does have that f- sort of feeling like from high anxiety um not no what's the film what's the film that high anxiety was a takeoff of vertigo i can't remember anyway of like, <laughs> that sort of that slightly panicked feel of it um i like that um it says underneath here, uh, Trader Joe's, which I'm guessing is where these cookies are from. That's a I, great name. Yeah, tra- a tra- <laughs> Trader Joe's. a story Joe's. I've heard of. Is a store in the United States that has a kind of cult oh. following, but I won't go into that. Uh, this second one is titled, Why Weston Didn't Use a Holger. I bet his peppers didn't come with barcodes on them either. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, given that I was working with a Holger, I faced several yeah. technical challenges in making these. I mean, good grief, when you're using such a flexible tool as a Holger, <laughs> how could that happen? First, I would have liked to make the exposures indoors, say on a kitchen counter, which would be a suitable place for groceries. But no way would there have been enough light for a once standard yeah. one one hundredth second exposure. And I wasn't going to try a handheld one eighth second bulb yeah. exposure or whatever it would have been. <laughs> so I set up a little studio on my back porch using two large mat boards, one of which leaned against the lawn chair. It oh. was only 91 degrees Fahrenheit outside that day, according wow. to my phone. But out there in the sun, it got quite hot. Holy moly, 91 degrees. And my phone actually overheated, so I couldn't use it to make notes. The chocolate in the cookies got <laughs> quite thoroughly melted. And although I'm not an especially prolific sweat producer, <laughs> I also had sweat dripping into my eyes. <laughs> um, where, where are you in terms of the prolificness of your sweat producing, Claire? Um, oh, I can sweat, sweat quite a lot, like I did earlier, <laughs> forgetting the name of my one of my favourite films. <laughs> 91 degrees, gosh, it's uh, been about 14 here. Uh, um, yeah. We could have done. I could have done with some of um, that that uh, heat being sent over. Oh, no, um, no, I'm good. Jam can keep it. You can, you can keep it. Um, I, you know, I like Jam. I wouldn't say I'm a particularly prolific sweat producer, but at 91 <laughs> degrees, I think I would be a puddle. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, second. The Holger doesn't focus closer than one metre, and at mm-hmm. that distance, these groceries would have looked much smaller and farther away than I wanted them to. Normally, I'd use my handy set of Holger close-up filters, which just slide on over the lens. However, the prior owner of this camera had glued a 58mm step-up ring into the front of the lens barrel, helpful, making it impossible <laughs> to fit the Holger close-up filters uh-huh. on there. So I bought some cheap 58mm diopter filters, uh, about $10 on Amazon for a set of four. These, like the Holger close-up filters, are basically like dime dime store reading glasses for your camera. I had never used the diopter filters before, and unlike the handy Holger close-up filters, which are helpfully labelled with the exact distance you're supposed to use them at, these are just labelled plus 4, which I use for the cookies, plus 10, which I use for the pepper, etc. Fortunately, a web search turned up an old Flickr group discussion of using these filters, and as it turned out, relying on their advice just worked fine. Flickr, if you can go mining through the groups in Flickr to find information, it's all there. I think think Flickr... 
I, I was on, well, I am on Flickr and I was quite prolific on Flickr and then I kind of switched to Instagram and neglected Flickr, but I'm back on Flickr again now. And the the, the threads, the discussion groups, I think are invaluable on Flickr. Mm. If, if, you, if you ever want to know anything, can you Google, there's always usually a Flickr thread that will pop up and they're really, you know, I'm, I'm so glad of them. You know, yeah, uh, being generous and give their time. No, Flickr's great for that. It is sadly I think, these anyway, days. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it feels a bit more like archaeology though when you go finding those because almost all of them are dead groups at this, or at least dead. Oh. Com- the, 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 you know, there's there's not much fresh or recent conversation. It's no. stuff that's gone on, but you know, still there's I don't know how many fifteen years worth of good information being shared. Definitely, out there, so, um, Definitely. yeah, it's wonderful. I also had the thought that I'd like to use colour film for these, especially since one of my ideas was to photograph some summer fruit. But I didn't have time to wait for a lab, and I didn't have enough undeveloped film, colour film, sitting around for it to make sense to mix a C41 kit. I'd heard, from your friend Eric, about making trichromes from black and white film exposures, and this seemed like the time to give it a tie. Trichromes with a Holger? What could go wrong? Um, Yeah, so um, Eric and Vanya, they did, I think, two or maybe even three shows on um, the All Through a Lens podcast about trichromes, talked at great length. My first challenge with this was the need for filters. I had a red filter, though not the recommended one, but no blue or green. I couldn't find any cheap ones that I could actually get within a reasonable time frame. Fortunately though, I had a set of cocaine gels that someone had given me in the 1980s, so I went with those. They didn't stay very well in their little holder, and I had to gaffer tape the holder onto the front of the <laughs> lens, but that was doable. I mean, the moment gaffer tape comes in, you know that this is a proper cheap shot <laughs> challenge. Yeah. Next, I was going to have to use a tripod to make the three required exposures identical except for the filter. The tripod socket for the Holger is actually on the cable release adapter, not on the camera itself, I mean obviously, and I couldn't use the Holger cable release adapter on this camera because that glued on step-up ring. So I gaffer taped the camera to the tripod quite (laughs) insecurely. (laughs) Yay! These images were absolutely Terrible. Oh, no. It's You'd think with that much gaffer tape involved, they would be perfect. So, I thought I'd try a non-approved change of camera and made some trichromes with an Olympus 35RC that my spouse had picked up for me some years ago at a garage sale for $10. The lens is falling off. Imagine a child's loose baby tooth and you'll get the idea. <laughs> the prior owner said, sometimes you get light leaks which didn't seem like a bad idea at the time. But for this project, I gaffer taped, (laughs) again with the gaffer tape, tape. gaffer taped (laughs) around the edge of the lens barrel where it meets the camera body. Now I was able to use a tripod and a cable release and make the exposures in the kitchen. I still use the cocaine gels that I guessed best approximated the required filters. I was able to keep the camera more still, though apparently not completely between exposures. The colours were credible and the images lined up fairly well, if imperfectly. But the resulting photos struck me as, well, kind of lifeless. I just liked the Holger ones better, so I stuck with those. And we've got a section here, lessons learned, which is always good. This is what I love about these, it's the lessons you learn from these experiences. One. Studio work is not for me. Because <laughs> uh, James' work is primarily um, beautiful landscape stuff. Mm. Two, 
making a good still life is harder than it looks. I bet it is actually, yeah. Three, mm -hmm. making three identical exposures, or maybe just lining them up on my computer screen, is harder than it ought to be. Four, but it's possible for me to make trichromes. And five, I should probably stick with that Holger, or at least not make 35mm photos at f22. Enough of that. Thanks to Rachel for mentioning 127 Day in her excellent conversation with Hilary Clark. You know I can't end this without a quick reminder that 127 Day will be less than a week away at the time of the next backing paper broadcast. It's on the 12th of July. There's a lot we can't do right now, but we can still make 127 format photos. Thank you for keeping it going in spite of all the craziness. I think we're possibly responsible for some of it. <laughs> Wishing you good light from J.M. Golding. Gosh, uh, what an effort. What yeah. a big effort. Yeah. We didn't actually yeah. mention, we didn't talk about the um, the pepper shot, did we, Claire? Um, no, I thought it was quite dreamy. It's got that dreaminess that I always like. <laughs> yeah, so another double exposure. Um, it looks as though it's sort of a close-up of the pepper is the one shot. And then... A slightly further back shot. Um, uh, yeah, this is it looks, um, like a James Bond intro. If James Bond yes. used peppers instead of <laughs> a naked woman, which maybe the new film will. We don't know. We haven't. You know, <laughs> that could be the new direction. Mm. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, the guy was called Cubby Broccoli. Maybe you know now he's gone. Maybe some <laughs> Cubby Pepper. I don't know. <laughs> oh. No, but, what a, um, a lot of effort went into that um, challenge. I yeah, thought. huge amount, huge you know, amount. So the trichromes didn't work out. Although I'd love to see what the um, the ones from the 30, Olympus thirty five RC were like. Have you ever had a go at trichromes, Claire? No, I haven't, Graham. No. No, I um. Yeah. No, I haven't. Um, Anthony, uh, who's at Dank Spangle, he sent in a few emails about them a while ago, and he actually sent me um some of the trichromes that he'd made and um they're really beautiful actually to the point where the moment they came in the house Sinead saw them and went uh can I have those to go on the wall please which is exactly oh, where fantastic. they are yeah um, they're really pretty pictures because uh, they they have a completely unique look to them um mm. um but yeah there's it's a, a fun looking technique um and yeah, and from listening to Eric and listening to Anthony and, and um, you know, and also David Allen talking about them, um, it doesn't seem that hard to do them. It's the post-processing bit that sounds like it might be a bit of a faff for okay. somebody who doesn't like dealing with post-processing. But even that doesn't seem that hard. You just have to do the whole layers thing on Photoshop. But how oh, hard can okay. that be? Um, <laughs> but yeah. Well, something for us to try. Maybe we can make that a challenge in the yeah, future. Yeah, that can be the next one. Yeah, another challenge, the next one. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jim. That's fabulous. Do you want to take this next one, Claire, from uh, Jonathan yes. Becker? Jonathan Becker, yeah. Um, so he, he's emailed in. Um, so, dear Sunbeams, um, I hope you are all doing well. Please find attached my last minute, I think, or already too late. No, you're not. <laughs> Entry for the current Cheap Shots Challenge. This is my second attempt. The first one failed miserably. <laughs> who, would have, who would have thought that this lump of plastic called now, am I pronoun pronouncing this right? Is it a pouvoir, pouvoir start? Pouvoir good start? enough for me. Can open its back by itself while transporting the film. <laughs> Sounds like a Lubitel. <laughs> yeah. Is it made by the same people? 
For the challenge, I wanted to do close-up shots. The Poover Start camera, however, is fixed focus and is sharp um, from about one meter to infinity. To achieve my goal, I upgraded the camera with some screw-on lenses, which I did not screw on because that's not possible with this camera. But I mounted them professionally with tape, some more <laughs> <Yay>! tape. <laughs> um, the official sponsor of the Cheap yeah. Shots Challenge is Gaffer uh, Tape. Um, I've attached a picture of the beast. So there's a picture um, of the of, of the camera itself, which actually I think looks re really nice. So how would, you um, I, how would you describe, for people who have not I, have uh, no idea what Poover Start is, <laughs> which I would imagine um, is most people. I'm just looking... I don't know. I mean, it does have a apart from apart from the lens on it. It does. It look the body of it looks a bit like one of my again one of my like Holger cameras mm. that I've got. Um, but um, it looks nice to me. Yeah. Um, what I, do you think? I think. I mean, I think your description. Right. It, it basically, if you imagine a kind of a Holger esque camera in terms of functionality, but made at an earlier time probably 50s 40s 50s out of bakelite but basically that uh -huh. same kind of deal i think you, that's what you've got there um very simple probably single shutter speed kind of deal going on there um but with a a, a close-up lens beautifully gaffer taped onto the front of it yeah. making it look like a, an slr really very fancy um, well, Jonathan says he thinks the value of the camera tripled with um, that operation. I believe um, it. So now the camera focuses closer. How close? Uh, no idea. <laughs> um, no idea because there is no way to preview the image. Some opaque plastic in the film plane helped me to at least get an idea. My concept for the pictures was the outside and inside of produce combined. Because of the camera limitations, I was not able to get in frame what I wanted. So I hope you excuse me cheating a bit by submitting diptychs. Picture one shows vegetable, picture two fruit. For the gardeners and botanists amongst us, yes, tomato is a fruit, but who cares? Actually, tomato is actually my favourite fruit. Um, Your favourite fruit? Yeah, I love tomatoes. I, I just um, eat them like sweets, especially like um, cherry tomatoes or plum tomatoes. I just if I buy punnets, it's like they're gone within <laughs> minutes. I just I just love tomatoes. Um, I, mean, I really do. Do you? For, I, I like I love, tomatoes, um, but to oh. be, for international listeners, they need to understand that. Ang Anglesey's lacking in so tomatoes are pretty much <laughs> the candy of, of Anglesey I love them, yeah, I, honestly I can't get enough of tomatoes um, <laughs> so the pictures were taken on expired HB5 and matching the theme developed in Caffinal thanks to Christian Strauff for testing the development time for the combination of this Caffinal formula um, and HP5, it worked really well. Wish you all the best, Jonathan. Okay. Um, so, these pictures, and then. then we go down to the um, so some double exposures. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I think these these have worked really well. I think these have worked really yeah. well. Um, and they're, they're surprisingly sharp. You can actually on the uh, um, top left hand side, Claire, as we can see, with it's a hundred percent zoom, you can actually zoom in on the page more to see them. Yeah, so you see a bit more um but yeah considering this poover start probably has not got the finest lens in the world and now it's had another piece of glass wanged in front of it um so what johnson has done is he's 
made double exposures uh, and each of the images so a tomato an onion a pear and mm. uh, an orange or uh, yeah it looks like an orange or a lemon or something um he's taken a picture of the hole and yeah. then sliced it in half and taken a picture again so in both pictures you can see the entire fruit and yeah. the cross section it's it's worked really well it has that the pear that looks like a um i don't know it reminds me of like um a Caravaggio painting or something, you know, one of his still lives. He did mm. like painted fruits. Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah, they've they've worked really well, and um, the uh, good work with testing out the focal length yeah. on that with one because it's clearly a very shallow depth of field, because um, mm-hmm. we can see from the pictures, and he managed to get just spot on, um, and then oh, nice light in it as well because particularly with things like tomato, you know, quite glossy fruit, but it's not yes. all blown out. The lights re- work really nicely and it's on a nice wooden board with the grain. So, yeah, another lots of double exposures this week. Yeah, double exposure theme. Nice shadow, yeah. Great. Yeah, very nice. Another, another um, big effort um, from, from Jonathan. Yeah, he's really setting the bar quite high. This is what happens, Claire. This is what happens, unfortunately. Yeah, he, he has. You suddenly realise that our listeners send in stuff and like, oh no, they've done much better <laughs> than I have. Okay, speaking but of I which... Lo- sorry, Claire. I, I just, I love, no, I have to say though, I do love the picture of the, the Poover Star camera. I think it looks great. I really do. <laughs> yeah, it's very elegant, very elegant. Um, ah. Okay, this next one, more cheap shots goodness. From the delight that is Bob Matter, uh, Bob writes in to say, Dear Sunnies, attached are my two entries for round 12 of the cheap shots oh. challenge. I'm impressed that Bob knows what round it is, because honestly I couldn't have <laughs> I reduced them to one-tenth of their original size with square fit. Thank you very much, Bob. Much appreciated. I used the same camera I did for rounds 9 through 11, an Olympus Stylus Zoom DLX purchased at a charity shop for under 13 US dollars. I shot Kentmere 400, purchased at Central Camera Company, for about $5 before their destruction on May the 31st, which was, and we talked about that, but yeah, that was very sad, and um, I hope those guys are making headway with producing, with um, rebuilding rather. I home developed in Rodnall at 25 to 1 and scanned my negatives with Clear Click Virtuoso handheld converter purchased on eBay years ago. Both of my photos were taken at the Park to Shop supermarket in the Chinatown neighborhood of Chicago on July 5th, 2020. It's the turnaround on this is spectacular. July that was the 5th, yesterday. yesterday. Holy moly, Bob. <laughs> wow. Oh, That's incredible. Well yeah. done, Bob. My yeah. first shot is of produce prominently displayed outside the store's entrance. I love the pleasing colours, delegant fragrances, sort of delightful fragrances, mm. and decorative Chinese lanterns. I'm afraid we're not really getting the pleasing colours or the delightful fragrances from your Kent <laughs> choice, but um, I'm sure it's lovely. We're going to imagine pick... them. Yeah. My second shot was taken outside the fish counter, um, which I'm sure also has um, pleasing colours and delightful fragrances. Note the tanks of live fish along the wall. At this market, you can choose the live fish you want and it will be netted and cleaned for you before your eyes. I love seeing all the fresh fish on ice and the crates of shellfish on the floor, not visible in this photo. All customers and employees of the store were required to wear face masks. Thank you, Sunny16 Podcast, for providing this impetus for us to begin our journey from pandemic back to normalcy. Be like Carl 
from a Bob Matter in Chicago. And it's a very important oh. PS here at the bottom, which I am very ashamed by. PS, <laughs> uh, Graham, when might I expect my prize for winning Cheap Shots Challenge 11? Now, I read that and was filled what? with absolute horror. <laughs> Bob, I am so sorry. I completely forgot. So Bob won the Christmas round of the Cheap Shots Challenge with his fabulous picture uh, taken on the bus of the um, lady reading. It was, it was just a great picture, a great scene, a lady reading a wow. book in a great and just a fabulous look. You were saying actually, you remember Claire from the round you did? Yes, I do. Picture. I recognise the name, and I knew, yeah, the the the, the street. Um, street photos and 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 the girl i can see the picture quite clearly um but christmas <laughs> yeah i know it, it wasn't to be fair to me which i think is the most important thing that we all want here we didn't judge it until february okay and, yeah and, and then we've had sort of um, madness listen, in between there, there has been but no excuse bob i'm very sorry i will get it sorted out um shame 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 on me um but anyway, let's move on from that very very quickly, and let's look at these awesome pictures that you yeah. sent in. Yeah, um, I like the child. I like the lanterns um, that that um, in the in the photo. And uh, do you know what's great as well in in the image because it is actually got. I don't know if it's um, is it the shop assistant, it, um, the store owner? Yeah. Or or is it a customer? But I think it's great that um, Bob has captured him with his mask on because. In years to come, um, well, who knows? Unless it becomes um, that's the new normal, as they say. Um, you know, it'll really uh, speak of the time, won't it? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. The, the, the worldwide pandemic. Yeah. So this, as I said, this great shot of this market store looking down with these lovely lanterns hanging above and yeah. these rows of fruit, bananas other stuff i can only recognize the bananas <laughs> i mean listen i know what other fruit looks like it's just a bit too far away for me to make it out <laughs> there might be some tomatoes in there who knows oh, uh, oh and and then lower down oh i'm on the fish one now yeah mm-hmm. yeah um fish counter big fish what fish were they um, I, oh god don't ask me <laughs> i don't eat fish yeah um uh-huh. Yeah, good subject matter. Fish, fish do make very good subject matter because they just have a cool shape and they're all shiny and silvery and yeah, they um, look yeah. And again, you got that the um, employee there wearing a face mask. Yeah. Um, at a time, um, yeah, cool pictures, very cool pictures. Um, I think the first one, I kind of, I, I wish I could see the color in the first one. But you know, Definitely. Bob talked about the color and stuff, and especially with fruit and stuff. But but it's still a fun picture. Um, and a great capture of groceries, and it's just—it's nice to see life going on. I haven't been in any situation like that. Yeah. But, um, but you can imagine yourself into the the smell and the and and the colour. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. It captures the feel of it. Um, splendid stuff. Well, some splendid uh, cheap shots challenge stuff there. Um, so you have until I can't remember what we said now. I think it was next Saturday. You have until next Saturday. Let's say I said next Saturday. That's what I've said all along. <laughs> I've never said any different day. I've always been saying it's till next Saturday, which is Saturday the. Go on, Claire. What's it? Saturday. The... Well, I think it's the eleventh because um, and I'm I'm sure Rachel said on another show we had till the thirteenth. But yeah, Saturday the eleventh sounds good. Yeah, the eleventh. Yeah, it, Saturday it been, the eleventh. 
Saturday levels, with no exceptions, unless you send it in a bit later, <laughs> and then I give you an exception because that's the way this works. Um, but yeah, so get them into. So you've still got a whole another week to go, um, and you know, be like Bob. I mean, he only shot his yesterday. They're with us today. That's, that's incredible. It certainly is. Bob's yeah. showing us the way to do it. Uh, okay, moving on from cheap shot stuff, we've got an email here from our good friend Dave Walker. Would you like to tell us what he's been up to, please, Claire? Yeah, so it's headed up um, Solar Can Adventures. Um, greeting Sunbeams. It has been ages since I last wrote in, and I wanted to share with you a little success story. A long time ago, I bought a solar can. For a while, it sat in my house, then my car, then on my desk at work, while I tried to think of a suitable location. I considered lamp posts and drain pipes and handrails around balconies, but I was always worried about it being removed or damaged or not having a good enough view to be worthwhile. After a while, I started looking around the area where I work, or at least where I worked until the lockdown happened, and I found myself mostly perched in my daughter's bedroom, hunched over a laptop on a box. <laughs> um, I'm lucky enough to work in an exciting part of southeast England called Harwell. Now then, Harwell. Do you know Graham Harwell? Yeah, Harwell's just on the road for me. <laughs> ah, right, okay. Yeah. Harwell has a long history. First as an RAF base, where many of the D-Day planes flew from, then as the site of Europe's first nuclear reactors and the Atomic Energy Authority. These days, it is still home to lots of fascinating companies, such as the Rutherford Appleton Laboratories, the Diamond Light National what is it, Synchrotron Facility, yeah. and the European Space Agency. So there's a lot, lot goes on in, in, in Harwell. Um, for anyone who's not aware, the Diamond Light Facility is a big, shiny, donut-shaped building that they use for accelerating streams of high energy particles around in a loop to study the structure of matter. Clever stuff. Um, I started to wonder if I could find a vantage point for my solar can that included this structure. I must have spent six months asking around, emailing and meeting people in various companies and trying to explain what a solar can was and why they might like to allow me to strap it to the roof of their building. God, this sounds uh, fascinating. Um, Eventually, the lovely people at the European Space Agency agreed to meet me and explained what I was hoping to do. They said, leave it with us, and they'd get back to me. Some months later, they asked me to bring in some bamboo canes. They'd done a recce of the roof and decided to build a cradle to hold the can in position to give it the best view. The next day, I grabbed some, of the, I grabbed some from the local garden centre and dropped them off. After a few more weeks, they sent me a photo showing what they'd done. And he's attached the photo. Yeah, that's the one down the bottom there. Yeah. There it sat for six months. In that time, most of the people I dealt with had left, and it was difficult to get in touch with anyone who knew what I was on about. <laughs> <laughs> to complicate matters, I hadn't been to work for three months because of the C word, <laughs> and there were strict quarantine rules in place at... Um, the European Space Agency. To cut a long story still moderately, moderately long, I collected the can this week and scanned it a couple of nights later. To say I'm pleased would be an understatement. I think it's fantastic, but I'm terribly biased, of course. I shall send a copy of the process scan 
um, to the uh, space agency so they can put a print on their wall if they so desire. As I'd promised at the start, and I attach a copy here as well, it's on my Instagram feed for anyone who'd like to see it. And his Instagram handle is at DaveTheWalker80. So an 80 theme again going on. Um, he says, um, too long to read. I got a solar can, persuaded a nice bunch of people to put it on their roof and ended up with a lovely solar graph. Apologies for the length of the email. In the immortal words of Blaise Pascal in 1656, I would have written a shorter letter, but I did not have the time. And then there's some French. I don't know if I should dare attempt Go it. Go <laughs> do it, do uh, okay. it. Uh, je ne fais celle-ci pleu, longue que pas, uh, gosh, pas, je ne pas, elle est de la faire plus courte. Probably terrible, so apologies uh, for that. pretty good. Uh, I mean, <laughs> no, you know. it's, it's terrible. And then he goes, cheerio, Dave. I think that's a really, what a fascinating story. Yeah. And, and the space agency building sounds incredible. Yeah. Um, it really does. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. And, and, <laughs> it's and, wow. And it's yeah. a really good solargram as well at the end. A really yeah. nice, well-defined solargram. Um, looking beautiful as solargrams can do. I think this is the thing with the solargram is that finding a meaningful position is vital to get something really good out the end because i mean mm. they, they can all look fun with the trails on but you know they can they can all look a bit similar also with just the trails on but when you get something where you know there's a story behind it the 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 the, the um, european space agency building or uh, i mean is it all the diamond lights i'm not sure which one it is he actually um, I think that's what you want to take the picture of, but um, yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, I had actually seen really this picture, cool. and he's definitely been helped by the fact that certainly through March, April, and May, we had such good sunlight. So you've got loads of brilliant unbroken lines just sweeping over, um, making up here. Yeah, it looks really, really great. You could imagine that as an album cover, actually. When I'm looking at it, um, yeah, I, can you? I, I think you could you could see it as an album cover. Um, uh, you know, post it. It's it's really cool. It also reminds me. I don't know. You, have you been watching Dark, Graham? Yeah. The, the Netflix series. Yeah. When I was reading that email, I was Dark came into my head, and <laughs> this looks. It, it's uh, this could this could be long and dark as well. Yeah, absolutely. I've watched the, the first episode of the new season, and oh. and they've kind of gone. Okay, I need to read something to remind me what the hell is going yeah, on. Yeah, you. You can't leave it. I'm on. Oh, I think I'm on episode um, six. I've got two more of season three. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I just, it's, I just, it's really just remind good. myself what the hell happened. For anybody <laughs> who hasn't watched Dark, it's yes. really good. But if you take your eyes off for any length of time, you're like, wait, what? Hang on, he's what? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Um, it's a kind of ta- uh, it's time traveling. When it was um, just time traveling. Wormhole. Yeah. yeah. When, when I was just time traveling, <laughs> I could vaguely keep up with it. It's when it went from being time traveling and also alternative you, um, realities. It's like, okay, now I'm lost. <laughs> now, now I'm officially lost. So I need to do a quick reader from fire. But, but yeah, it's really Uh-oh. good. Really good show. Um, yeah. And I think Dave's picture belongs in dark. Um, yes. Or on an album cover. Yeah. Really Quite good. So. 
quite so. Well, thank you very much for sharing that with you. And there's, uh, he said, yeah. go and check it out on Instagram. Uh, I saw it on there uh, yesterday, I think it was actually. So I'm very pleased he wrote in about it. Um, have you ever had a go at doing um, a, no, a I, I have. No, I haven't. It's something I'd, I'd like to do, actually. And uh, this is just, again, you get really inspired by other people's work. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole story and then the result um, just really is really inspiring. Mm. So, yeah. So that's another challenge. But we're building them up. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing with the solar can is you can leave them for weeks, so it might not be yeah. you actively record. Can you think of, like, are there any good... Um, structures that or lakes or stuff like that that you could think oh yeah i could go there and put something up and leave it there um on your neck of the woods yeah i mean there's 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 i suppose there's a few there's there's lakes structures i suppose i don't know if you could there's the bridge isn't there Mm, the the, the, the suspension bridge um it, it, it is is an obvious one that comes to mind um yeah there's there's a few um if they would let you up one of the the lighthouses i don't know <laughs> um yeah well you yeah. have to give it some thought claire yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh we have got uh one last one last quick email uh sent them to us from the wonderful poor friday uh this email is entitled be careful what you ask for because i think i complained <laughs> that paul's last email was not in the form of a poem um, uh, so uh, i should have known should have known so here we go <clears throat> a poem from paul you asked me your prose trend to buck, so I cobbled some words out of luck and bunged in for you a linked camera review in an attempt to get Rachel to say <laughs> something rude. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you very much. Well, sadly, Rachel, not here to be uh, disadvantaged. Um, but Paul has included a link to his review. So this was um, the camera, I'm assuming, that we talked about last week. Uh, the... <laughs> I can't remember what he called it, um, but it is the uh, teddy bear camera, the my first instant camera that we kind of both looked down and went, ah, it looks like quite good fun. Um, it looks very cute. I don't know whether you clicked through to have a look at this uh, camera and this link there, but basically this camera we talked about on the show, it, um, it takes... It's a digital camera, but it does instant print, but it does instant print onto thermal paper, like the kind of stuff you get in till receipts. So it's a super cheap way. So for kids, um, and it's super lo-fi and, uh, yeah, just... Is it called a co-fi down here, or...? Sorry? No, no, you've gone, you, you've no, gone too I've far. I've gone too far. You've sorry, gone too sorry. far. There's the, the, the link just above it. I'll, oh, I'll link okay. it with that. Um, but yeah, it's a really fun uh, instant camera um, that does these super lo-fi prints onto um, the uh, thermal paper. And yeah, I think it looks pretty fun. Mm. I think it looks pretty fun. Um, you know, it's it does look very much like it's aimed at children, which it is. Um but yeah, I love it. And these pictures that he's got, they, they look good. I like I like the lo-fi look to them. Um, I think that's very cool. Um, so yes, I'll, I'll put the link that Paul has done there uh, to share in a review so everybody can see it. Um, uh, the pukey bear cam, there you go. Lo-fi fun, back in your life with a yeah. pukey bear cam. <laughs> I think that's a quite cool. Pretty cool. Um, Okay, so that does it for emails this week. Uh, there's a few other bits because I got some mail. Actually, what's one of the subject of lo-fi, actually? I'm going to talk first of all about the thing that Alex Purcell sent me. Um, yeah. So Alex sent me. I can't, unfortunately, I can't share this with you. Um, 
he was inspired by some of the recent chat of, of the um, mini zines um, that we received. Okay. So um, Ian Wallace sent me one um, uh, that was lovely. And uh, also George um, from the On the Streets podcast uh, both sent these ones. So I don't know if you've seen these mini zines, Claire, but basically these are single sheets of paper that right. have that then have multiple images put in them and then they're folded to just make like a tiny little book made out of one sheet of paper oh. it's super cool Obviously yeah a, what a good idea yeah they're great they're really great and um and they can kind of be as cheap as you want so alex has done like uh, he, i think he just decided he's going to do it one day so these are just printed on um it's not even a four paper actually it's uh i'm not yet didn't send me any information with it did he that'd be too much help no thanks al no um but um a single sheet of not quite a4 uh a4 in length but um with eight pictures on and just neatly folds up with a little oh. split down the middle and you can look at these pictures and they're lovely pictures they're some of ours beautiful the, the images because it's just printed at home on just cheap printer paper and the images and the, the print quality is super lo-fi um mm. but i kind of love it for that you know you can kind of see the the grain of the um printer never mind the grain of the photos um oh. and i think it's fabulous i i love it i mean i love al's work anyway um lots of his pinhole stuff here in fact they might all be pinhole pictures for a range of his stuff lovely black and white pinhole pictures um they're really beautiful pictures um and this little square format one because he used trim down paper uh, oh, and on the front of it it's got a self-portrait of him looking very um, mean and moody in a, <laughs> an overpass um leaning against the graffitied wall he's probably very scared when he was there because he's probably worried the teenagers were going to come and beat him up but so it's very brave of al to stand there <laughs> Well done, now. <laughs> um, and he also sent me a couple of just beautiful prints as well. He's obviously been in the dark room making lovely prints. Um, so thank you very much for that. Lovely to see the work. Um, and, and, and I've said this the last few weeks. These um, these single sheet mini zines, I think, are awesome. I think they're super cool. I think they're a great way to very cheaply share some work. Then, and the, because they're so small. Yeah. they cost you know first class stamp you can send one out you can send several out for cost of a first class stamp to somebody um they're really lovely um i i, I need to i need to have a go do that myself sometime yeah you, yeah mini zines the other thing that i got in the post this week uh another zine this one not a mini zine a lovely um uh full color um i say full color <laughs> It's full colour, it's got a full colour picture on the front, but the pictures inside, I think they're all black. No, they're black and white colour. I flicked through this and then my brain's gone. Um, this is from the wonderful Bill Thu uh, out in Australia. Um, I really love this. Um, it's landscape photography uh, from where Bill lives and his travels around his country. Mm. Um, it, this, it's, I said, it's landscape pictures. It has a real sense of place to it i was looking at some landscape pictures recently um mm. and they were they were very technically well done beautiful pictures like mm. oh yeah you know from like famous places in america where people go to take beautiful pictures you know the kind you can imagine the kind yeah. of thing you know yeah. here's here's amazing light coming through here you, you've seen these kind of pictures yeah. um and that they're very clever but the difference is that some pictures you look at and just go, oh, these have a sense, a feeling and a sense of place. I mean, I I went to Australia many years ago and it's kind of the only time I've ever been travelling and these pictures really 
evoke the feeling. They? They, yeah, they really do. Um, they're great pictures. And also in here, because Bill also does astrophotography, and so you've just got some amazing pictures of these mm. landscapes with swirls of stars going on. Um, oh, it's, fantastic. It's, re- it's a really beautiful zine. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it's lovely. It, it really is. Um, uh, I'll have to have a look. Um, yeah. Because um, I bet you, well, Australia, I've never been to Australia. I'd love to, I'd love to go. Um, but the landscape does look incredible and the colours. And actually, um, another film film uh, director uh, I enjoy is Peter Weir. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of his films. I don't know. Tell me what they are. I Picnic don't even know. Yeah, Picnic, Picnic at Hanging Rock is one of my favourite films. Um, again, it's got it's quite mysterious, but the, the, the lands um, it's basically. Um, have you seen that? I think they did a I think they did a TV series about it. But the film um, it's based on a book, and it, the story is um, some girls in a boarding school go out to celebrate um, Valentine's Day, and they go to to the to I think it's Ayers Rock. Um, and, and some of them gone, go missing and they're never found and it's quite a story but it's beautifully shot mm. um, and it's dreamy and magical but the landscape um, it, it just looks lovely um, and you can I mean I've never been to Australia but I feel like you get a sense of it um, and, and his other film one of his other films The Last Wave is another one um, with a kind of uh, mystical feel um, but the, the landscape of Australia just looks looks incredible um yeah so i might i i'd I'd be really keen to see the his images in the in the in the zine yeah you know i'll just read that i'll read the introduction just seems my vague yeah yeah um said these photographs were captured on film over the last three years on work trips to the new south wales central west predominantly Mm. centered around the towns of dubbo and parks about five hours drive from my home in sydney they were captured on our way there on my way back and before wow. and after my work days. Regardless of the reasons, travel is a privilege that is not available to everyone. I mm. hope never to take that for granted. I try to make the most of my opportunities, which inevitably means for me capturing images through photography. Mm. My admiration and respect goes to the people of the New South Wales Central West and particularly the health staff who care for them. Mm. My love goes to my wife, Vicky, without whom all of this would be meaningless. I hope you enjoy these images from Bill through. I mean that the the fact that these are captured around his work <laughs> kind of makes them. Yeah, it's really lovely. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking to see. So I mean, you can find Bill. So on Instagram, Bill is yeah. at, at Bill Thue, um T H O O, and um, also so that his film work there, film and digital is at Bill His um, astro work, which is really well worth seeing, is yeah, at I, Bill I, I, Thu I, underscore at Astro. Um, mm. Yeah, really, really lovely zine. Um, beautiful pictures uh, and varied shots as well. Um, thank you very much for sending that one in, Bill. Um, so lucky. I, I'm so lucky, Claire. I get, <laughs> I get sent beautiful. I was going to say you do, don't you? Get sent all these things. Yeah. Well, when we have our meetup, when we're allowed to do it, when when Wales is open again <laughs> and we can have a meetup, <laughs> yeah. um, I will bring them. <laughs> I'll bring them. That's what yeah, we do when we good. whenever we get together. I share them out with everyone um, yeah. so everyone can enjoy them. But yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of the most amazing thing, whether they're these one-page zines um, like Alex has sent me from, you know, South Wales uh, or, mm. or this 
um, glossy zine that Bill sent me from New South Wales. I mean, you know, but it's all still South Wales. Right, isn't it? The, the um, Welsh connections. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well. it's, it's fantastic. Uh, and, and they do, we get people sending stuff in from all around the world. And, and I, mm. yeah, I, I love seeing them. Um, and these uh, glimpses into other people's lives and worlds and their surroundings. It's Definitely. wonderful. Really lovely. Have, have, have Bill's pictures got that? Um, I don't know what, what colour you'd call it, that kind of ochrery, um red, almost earth that I'm imagining from Australia. There, there, it, not, not, not so much because because Bill's in New South Wales and that's, you know, you don't see so much of that down there. There's a little mm-hmm. bit of that colouring, but not so much just because of where mm-hmm. Bill is in, in Australia. Um, but the the light is the thing. I think some of these yeah, pictures, especially, yeah. there's a couple of shots sort of late evening of um, shot out in out in the sort of countryside through these huge old eucalypts, um, and it's just yeah, Australia has a has a quality to the light there, which mm, is um, mm. something quite special. Um, so thank you very much, both those guys. Other things we want to give a shout out to this week. Um, Marina from If We Film Now, anybody who has been keeping on top of the um, analog television uh, YouTube videos, I think they're having a bit of a break at the moment, but we'll have seen Marina co-hosting with Paul um, and basically propping him up and making him look good because goodness only knows he's not going to manage that himself. Um, But Marina has been making uh, some... um, videos for people who are i think particularly just getting into film these are great so um she's done three so far i'm going to find actually exactly what marina has written to say because i have i watched one of these and still still my brain is not here so these three videos they are on the analog wonderland youtube video and there's a big article on the Analog Wonderland site. but yes three guide videos so the one i watched was all about the different types of film mm. Um, but I know she's done I said two other ones. I don't know what they're out because I haven't had a chance to watch those yet. Um, <laughs> but great. I think these videos would be particularly great if, um, I say, I imagine if you're listening to this, you're probably already quite into film. But if you've got a friend and you want to point them in the direction of someone to help them get started, these would be supremely useful. So like I said, talking about the types of film, um, the types of film format, um, mm. really good, useful basic stuff and marina's an absolute delight um these are great fun videos very well produced as well so go and check those out on the analog wonderland youtube channel um they're really good and whilst you're in the mood for more educational stuff rachel has asked me to pass on that um the first of her analog academy videos is going to be posted very soon so rachel's been working really hard on these this is for her um patreon uh patreon.com little vintage photography i'll put the link in the show notes because i know i've got it slightly wrong but if you google it you'll find it so if you um are supporting rachel at her 35 millimeter club level um you're going to have access to these videos i think that's correct and um yeah she's putting a lot of work in to producing these videos uh i think the the first ones are um based on the picture i think there's gonna be a lot of stuff around the uh anthotypes um that she's been working on recently and that kind of thing. Um, really cool stuff. Like I've seen some of the pictures, the stills that she sent me, and mm. they look great. She's been doing some really beautiful work lately. So mm. they will be up soon. And also uh, this coming Sunday, Rachel is going to be doing the first of her virtual film developing um, get-togethers, which we talked oh. about last week. So 
obviously keep an eye on everything Rachel's doing at Little Vintage Photography on Instagram and Twitter uh, and check out her Patreon like I said at Little Vintage Photography on Patreon go and support Rachel in what she's doing mm-hmm. uh, and help her do more of it and I think these videos are going to be really great um, anybody who's seen the work Rachel's already done for Ilford etc will know that um, yeah. yeah it's it's great stuff um, have you ever had a go at doing antitypes Claire? Uh, no I haven't there you no. go. have you Graham? Uh, I mean, I'm going to say no, <laughs> because <laughs> I did make one real ham-fisted attempt once, but it was such an absolute mess of a disaster that <laughs> I've done. I basically just grabbed a load of leaves, smushed them into a piece of paper, and went, well, that'll probably work. <laughs> and it didn't. Oh, well, you have had to go. Yeah, I, I had a, yeah, I have had a go. It was terribly done with expected zero results, um, but you know, <laughs> the thought was there, oh. if nothing else. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I think, I think that is about it for all the stuff this week. Um, coffee stuff. The uh, our, our coffee researchers uh, have been away on holiday this week. Um, very lazy. I don't even know how that got slipped by me. But um, so uh, we'll be catching up with our coffee donors properly next week. But I did want to say a special thank you because we have got a new donor, and we'd like to um, say thank you to new donors uh, who goes by the name of Shugpug, which is a lovely name. Um, yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> uh, uh, if Pug is um, perhaps not the the name given, to, not his birth name, uh, you can find. I, I was uh, well. He's Alex Morrison on Twitter um, uh, at Shugpug, and um, he's got a link actually to his uh, smug mug. <laughs> Shugpug on smug mug, which is pretty perfect. Um, he's got some really pretty pictures he's taken from it when he's out visiting some of the um, great parks in America. So well worth a look. And thank you very much, Alex. As I said, we will catch up next week with our coffee stuff. Thank you so much. It's very generous. Yeah, our coffee donors are the best, Claire. I know it's the first time for you to... And you've kind yeah. of dodged a bullet here by, by our researchers not being around to um, supply us with facts this week. But our coffee donors are the absolute best. And um, mm. we're going to be making, uh, I, I, I hope good use of uh, our coffee funds in the very near future we've got some we've got some stuff on the go haven't we claire we're um we're working quite hard yes on yeah some stuff. we've got some stuff yeah some good plans <laughs> yeah and hopefully it won't be long before those come to fruition we're all kind of beavering away on it and hopefully yeah within the next couple of weeks we might have some stuff to tell you as well so um yeah exciting times yes exactly so yeah i think that does do us claire um thank okay. you so much for joining me for doing this no, it's been a, it's been a pleasure, apart oh. from my amnesia at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite all right. It, it happens to me all the time. I, I just make things up to fill the gap. I just block uh, it. Um, have you got anything exciting going on at the moment you want to let people know about? Um, have I got anything exciting? Well, no, my, I'm Your just really thrilled. Um, my exhibition is still um, hanging to the ghosts of the building, yeah. Oh, um, I might be... Um, that might be going online actually um the gallery um messaged me today to say that they might sort of document it video it uh, and put it online because of what's happened with 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 the lockdown so they've really rushed to that haven't they (laughs) left only four months later we'll we'll see what happens there um but i'm just really pleased i'm in fact i'm delighted that i got my um my grocery challenge completed all right um yeah so there you go great i know i'm yeah let's just hope that there's something um comes out um so yeah excited 
Yeah, yeah. Well, mine are going to be amazing. <laughs> Asking no further <laughs> questions. Um, Certainly, sixteen podcast this week is going to be a conversation that you, Claire, and Rachel had with the delightful Dave Shrimpton. I understand. This is yes, a conversation you had last yeah. week, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Um, and again, it was. Uh, uh, fascinating uh, listening to Dave um, talk about all his um, processes and um, his inspirations and um, his enthusiasm was 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 captivating. Yeah, so yeah. that'll be good. Awesome. Well, that's something for people to look forward to. That will be on Thursday. Uh, it should be on time, although uh, things are a little bit fast and loose <laughs> at the moment. Listen, guys, what can I say? I'm sorry. Um, until then, listeners, uh, we will play you out, as always, with Remortgaging the Nest of Hairs by the wonderful band Schnauzer, uh, Duncan from At Silverpan Labs. Duncan's moving into, like, proper premises. This is very exciting. He's been so busy, he's having to expand his space into business premises. Congratulations, yeah. Duncan. I saw that on Twitter. That's really good. It's... Some good some good news in a, in a, in a, in a, in a difficult time. <laughs> yes, yeah, some good yeah. news in a year that has not been exactly yeah. overburdened with it. But that's yeah. really great. I cannot wait till it's up and over open and i can go and visit him um, i'm i'm really looking forward to that um that's awesome so uh, congratulations duncan um until we speak to you again listeners have a lovely week night